All right, today, everybody, we are embarking on a brand new adventure. We are going to be breaking down. This is the first in the mini series of plants that we're growing right now, and we are going to break them down. Everything you need to know about them, so you will be prepared. So get your pens and your notebooks out, because without further ado, we now have 14 minutes and 30 seconds to get it all out. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. Hey everybody, thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya! So, who's going to kick this one off, Batavia? I say you do because it's your favorite. Yeah, and I'm not going back on it. Like, it's my favorite, <laughs> right? So, um, collard greens are one of my favorites in the brassica family, one of my favorite overall vegetables. And we got a bunch of things to tell you about them. Um, so when to grow is what I'm going to start off with, and I'm going to teeter into kind of the spacing and how you plant them. Um, I learned this like three or four years ago. I learned that collars are actually a cold weather crop. Right. And I think I learned what cold weather crops are like four or five years ago as well. So, um, Collards really prefer to grow in the cooler or cold weather, which means spring is a great time to plant and grow them, as well as for those that have fall gardens, that's a great time. I personally have grown them in my area in Chicago in the summer, uh, but it's not the most ideal when it comes to what the plant wants and what the plant wants to be happy. Um, so a couple of notes regarding the wind. Um you can start collards from seed if you have a longer garden season when it's cool. But a lot of people transplant collards into the garden, right? So you can plant them weeks before your average last frost in the spring and somewhere around six to eight weeks before your average first frost in the fall, right? Um, your spacing recommendations have generally said 12 to 18 feet feet, 12 to 18 inches apart. Um, I've done them as close as a foot or 12 inches apart and they do okay. They really want more room to grow though. So if you have the space to give them 18 inches, even two feet, if you get lucky and get some big collards, they're going to love that. Uh, so those are my couple of things leading off with when to grow, planting space, where you should be growing them. You should be growing them in your garden. Everyone should. So when it comes to 18 inches, I agree with that. And remember this, when you want to plant stuff close together, the more room you get it, the more you'll get off one plant. Mm -hmm. So if you plant them too close, they'll stay small. Um, so they're good candidates because of the fact that they like cool to cold weather. Mm -hmm. They are good candidates for hoop houses and coverings, and they will tolerate some shade. So this is a big reason why they are good to start in late summer to early fall, because when the sun's lower, they really 
most things need six hours plus a day. They can really get by keywords or get by with four hours of sun. But remember, even though they can take a freeze, they do not like repeated freezes. Mm -hmm. So they will end up succumbing to the weather with that. Um, You fertilize them every three to four weeks with compost and a high nitrogen fertilizer. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. So high nitrogen fertilizer, you can do... um, Usually what I do is when I plant them, I will add uh, blood meal, feather meal, or alfalfa meal, something like that into the soil. And then I give them a boost after a couple weeks after they are all nice and situated. I will give them a boost with some fish fertilizer and then just... Again, in about three to four weeks, you do it again because that nitrogen is what's going to feed that leaf growth that you want to harvest. Mm-hmm. So nitrogen grows leaves. So um, that's really important. Then we're going to come to the most toxic part of the plant profiles, <laughs> companions. Mm-hmm. So I went through, and this is for all of them. I'll probably say this in every episode. What I did personally is I found a couple websites. I found one that really kind of fit in because every website I went to had different plants, every single one. And they all had stuff that I'd never even heard of. So what I did is I pulled out the ones that would stick with the time frame in which you're planting them. Okay. So these are in the spring or the fall. So Mm -hmm. time is something that goes really well with them and that will keep the cabbage moth away, supposedly. Um, Onions will improve the soil for them. Potatoes will loosen the soil and garlic will keep away various pests. Now that sounds like woo woo at first, but I do know there are a lot of garden remedies that incorporate soaking garlic and getting that pungent smell to spray on the plants. Mm -hmm. So that really helps with, you know, and it goes in the same thought process as that. Now, you know how we feel about companion plants. You take it or leave it. But if we have companions, then we got to have foes, which is what Batavia will now give us. Yeah. So I am going to dedicate a full bed to um, collards. So it doesn't matter. I'm just I'm not going to plant anything else anyway. No, in all seriousness, I did plant I was gonna say, that's onions. Rude. <laughs> yeah, I did plant onions as you described them as a companion this year. Um, the note on that, depending on how big your collards get in the timing, like you described, your collards may overshadow those onions depending on your planting time. So keep that in mind. Um, some foes are listed like strawberries. And the hard things about foes is they never really tell you exactly why they're a foe for all of these. Uh, pole beans have been described as a foe. And from what I would understand for pole beans is a good example of like they're going to climb and potentially wrap themselves around those leaves and you really don't want that Um, tomatoes tomatoes are listed as a foe for many brassicas Um, so just keep that in mind as we go through these episodes as well as as you plant other brassicas in your garden Um, I I am of the mindset and this is opinion based here that if you have a plant in your hand and you don't have any space to put it in besides next to your collards, give it a try. Hey, report back to us to see if it truly was a, fro- a foe. So that's my take on it. Yeah, I've got some foes written down that are specifically for cold. Um, and I do have reasons why. Okay. I guess I found the right website. I have to share it with you. <laughs> okay. Um, which I was shocked because this is something that I never see. Uh, cabbage 
will take nutrients. Broccoli will consume similar nutrients. And kohlrabi and cauliflower fall under broccoli. So where they all consume similar nutrients, which I don't consider that a foe. Because all that means is just feed them more. Right? Yeah. So this is, and I wanted to, I wanted to steer away from this because I didn't want to mix in too much of what I've done. So on one hand, you have like plants are listed as companions. Yeah. Right. And then on another hand, you have like plants are listed as foes. Right. So I've grown collards and cabbage together before. And in some instances, you'll have collards and other coal, C-O-L-E, as in, you know, a variation of cold, C-O-L-D crops listed together and they can plant together nicely. My take on that is if you add enough of the same type of vegetable, you're going to attract the same types of problems, right? So cabbage is probably listed as a foe because there are some problems, pests that we'll cover, you know, when it comes to some of these vegetables that like cabbage and they like collards as well, right? Now, the other side of it is a potential companion is they like the same thing, same nutrients in some instances, um, same um, you know, ways that you'll um, treat problems, same water routine and all of that good stuff. So I actually did have literally this is a quote. Uh, Keep in mind that broccoli, kale, cabbage, kohlrabi and other brassicas uh, should steer away from insert tomatoes. But it's also noting that those vegetables can be planted together. So I don't know. It's and I, I feel like I've check some reputable sites as well so yeah i don't like the fact that they because i mean generally we don't grow tomatoes and collards together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like when you put collards in tomatoes are finishing up so they're gonna go away yeah so as you know it's it's something where it's like i guess in somebody's perfect world it's cool at night and this area of the garden and warm and the other i don't know mm-hmm. um I, that's why we, when we looked these things up my initial take was like this is woo woo but that was yeah, just me. Yeah, just one more comment on that. It and there is the um, the damage that some of these things can do to your soil, like pulling nutrients out, and those mm-hmm. I think legitimately are like these are foes, right? Um, yeah. That's not what we're talking about here, though. Um, and the reason why I thought about it and brought it up is, what if I want to plant collards after I pull up my tomato plants? Is that okay? You know. Yeah, there's no guidance on that. And I mm-hmm. say, feed it and roll with it. Yep. That's what I say. Give us the pests. All right. So my favorite or least favorite. Um, so some some common pests are, and I'm talking about bugs more so than anything. You're going to have things like the cabbage looper, um, cabbage worm. And the difference between the two would be based on the type of moth it comes from. White moth typically equals cabbage worm. That brown moth typically equals the cabbage looper. Um, Both of those worms will basically eat holes in your leaves. Um, You also have things like white fly. I see year over year on my collards. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. The damage isn't as um, prominent for those when it comes to um, the damage they can do to your collard plants. Um, But it is kind of icky. Um, aphids are common for things like collards as far as pests go. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to go over the treatments? Do we have enough time? Tick, tick, tock. Yeah. You better go. Yeah. Or do you (laughs) want me to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't want to do it because I'm going to go long on it. Okay. So basically, um, also I have a couple more too: flea beetles, slugs and snails and, um, cabbage maggots. Mm -hmm. So those are all 
potential issues. Uh, so basically, the way you look at it is if it's a worm, you use BT, Bravo Tango, BT. It's organic. doesn't sound organic, but it is. You spray it, boom. And then you're going to respray again. Um, everything else, you can use neem oil. And you would spray it, do multiple sprays of that to make sure you get the eggs. And that will generally take care of most of your issues. Flea beetles, you can use a spinocide, which is also organic. Doesn't sound organic, but it is very organic. And uh, there's a product called Captain, uh, let me get it right, Captain Jack's Dead Bug Juice. Um, Mm -hmm. You can get it in the link below in the Amazon list that we have. It's on there and that will take care of it as well. And um, basically, that's all you need to know. But... First, if you see worms and stuff, hand pick first. Mm-hmm. That's always like it's an instant stop to the problem. So start hand picking and then do your sprays if you have to, or you can just cover them. Mm-hmm. That's always an option too, and avoid it. You want to cover so, in advance of the damage, though. Yeah, you can, yeah, because once it, they're in there, you're going to have to treat. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, then Disease? diseases. We have now. Here's the deal with diseases, people. I'm going to call these names out, but we're going to have to come back to the drawing board on these because not real sure a lot about them. I have not seen them myself, but sometimes you don't know. So um, black leg, black rot, club root, and cabbage yellow, yellowing. And the biggest way to combat these is to, Batavia's favorite, rotate your crops. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest way to do it. Every year you rotate them to another section or every other year, something like that, but make sure you're staying on top of it. And then that will help from a disease that's being present in the soil to stay within the soil. So I don't know if there's much of a treatment for these diseases, but what I do know is we're going to, I know that I am going to circle back and I'm going to do a little bit of research on these so we can tell you what to look for. But with the time frame we have, we just want to call the names. Just, and I do want to add real ahead. quick. Um, club root was the disease that scared me into rotating my collard green crops. So someone advised, be careful of club root. It's going to set into the roots. It's going to live in the soil. And so based on that, I continued. A lot of these are fungicides so or fungus diseases. So you can treat them with fungicides to add a note to your, your comments. Well, I'm going to Club Root tonight. <laughs> so, anyway, my cheesiness for the day is over. Um, harvesting, do you want to hit that? Cut and come again. Uh, so, leave the plant intact. Leave the center intact. Harvest the older leaves from around the bottom. Yep. Or you can harvest entire young plants if you want to do that, too. Some people um, do now- prefer uh, younger leaves. So, younger in my mind is the size of your hand is right. young. And they'll be more tender. Mm-hmm. Um, now, supposedly, if it gets kissed by some frost, then it becomes sweeter. Never had a sweet collard, but just saying. Uh, and the last thing, and a little bonus I like to throw in for some of you people that are like me, uh, two cups of collards is a serving that consists of 20 calories, four grams of carbs, three grams of fiber, and two grams of protein. So, now, that's two cups of raw collards. Mm. Cook down two cups of collars and you can pack a lot in so just remember that if you're into nutrition and all of that fun stuff and that is why you should be growing collards (laughs) do it do it now do it so we may be coming pretty close to the end i wanted to say thank you oh one other thing we forgot to say collards are biennial Mm -hmm. so that means that they need to go through 
a two-year cycle before they would seed. Produce seed, yeah. Produce seed. But, but if you live somewhere like I do in a heartbreak zone where it gets hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, that will actually trick your collards into thinking it's in a second year and you can get seeds from it. So remember that because I plant mine in the fall, it gets cold. Then it gets hot in the spring and then it gets cold in the spring again and it gets hot. We get seeds every year. So that's that. Tell them something good, Batavia. Grow it and see ya. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow for change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.